Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so happy you are here. Back to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. We love to train you and uh, um, help you realize and flourish the leader in you. Because wherever you are, God put in you skills and talents to use for his glory and for the benefits of uh, others. So no matter you are at home raising kids or a CEO or at school, university, whatever you are, you can be a leader if you want. You have the potential in you. We also love, love to uh, bring courageous leaders who represent what leadership is all about. And today we have Travis Weber with Family Research Council. He is the Vice President of Policy and Government Affairs and the Director of the Center of Religious Liberty. We um, want to welcome you, Travis. We uh, know each other a long time. I uh, met you when uh, Family Research Council did in 2016 uh, the opening of my uh, book, Saving My Assassin, and you were uh, there in, with me doing the opening and with several other people at the FRC. And we have been working on uh, different things together, but I want you to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you are doing and how why it's so important during this time in America that each one of us will take charge and be the leaders where God placed us. You know, thank you. Thanks for having me on the program. Um, I am the Vice President of Policy and Government Affairs here at FRC. FRC uh, seeks to, um, we are a Christian organization that seeks to advance faith, family, and freedom in the public square and uh, specifically focus on protecting all human life, uh, both in and outside the womb, protecting families and attacks on from attacks on the family and protecting religious freedom, both here and around the world. And so as we do this, there are obviously many challenges uh, that our country is facing, many challenges around the world. Um, I think it's particularly important to, do, to, to be engaged in this work now and to be standing strong and courageous, as you explained in your opening, uh, because the challenges for the American church are mounting. And, um, you know, we, many of us might think, well, you know, we'll be able to get by uh, just as we've gotten by in the past without really sticking our necks out, without standing up, without having to publicly draw attention to ourselves and uh, stand up for the truth in the public square. Um, but, you know, I don't think we should necessarily be taking that view. We, we need to be standing up now, even if we have not stood up previously, because the challenges are mounting and the, and the attacks and the challenges are, are focused on God's truth, the truth of God's word. Um, of course, we need to do this in a way that and communicate it in a way that models Jesus. But um, as we do that, 
you know, opposition is still going to come. And uh, it's important that we just stand for Christ, even if no one else around us is, and be leaders in that way. That is uh, so important what you said, that uh, it's time to get out of uh, our comfort zone and just to think that someone else will be doing what we're supposed to do and stand on uh, God's principle and uh, uh, tell the truth in love and support the consequences. Uh, As Americans, we never supported the consequences of being Christians, but no matter the consequences might be a little bit harsh, maybe now, at the end, we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We know that. And uh, it's so important, like you said, for all of us to look at what can I do in my area at school uh, with my kids, with my, uh, uh, my neighbors, and see how I can influence that. I think one important thing, let me know if I'm right or not, is we in America, we have Bibles at our fingertips, but many Christians don't know what the Bible says about a family, you know, father and mother, husband and wife, or about sexual um you know, relationship or about the fact that God created man and woman. There is no in-between. How do you encourage people? Because some of them will say, oh, that's okay. Let them to think whatever they want. No, they can think whatever they want, but we have to tell them the truth. How do you encourage those people that might be a little bit fearful to... um, we will say confront, but I don't think it's confronting. It's telling the truth in love. Yeah, I agree. The you know I think the key to this is to dig deeper beneath the surface. Many of us, including many Christians, will absorb the material, the arguments, uh, the the claims being made in a, a lot of communication that's out there, including uh, main, mainstream or mass media communication, whether television or print. And we don't think much of this, right? We just sort of absorb it. We scan it throughout the day. We look at it. And then we turn away. We go away from that, uh, that, that process with the perception that, oh, you know, Christians are this way or Christians are that way. Um, you know, I don't really want to rock the boat because I'm being told I'm a hater. We're absorbing these arguments uh, at a very surface level from our environment from the the media that we're taking in, whether we recognize it or not, it could be something like, you know, we're sitting in the airport, we scan the CNN that's on in the airport uh, for 30 seconds. That's affecting the way we then think the next day, the next week, the next month, unless we're counteracting that. And I think the way we counteract that was, is God's word itself. You know, so to answer your question about what we are doing, we're focusing on helping Christians understand what God's word says about these matters. And we actually have a number of resources that people can find on our website uh, with through the Center for Biblical Worldview. Uh, that's available at frc.org slash worldview. You go there, find the Biblical Worldview series, unpacks what the Bible says about uh, life issues, family and sexuality, religious freedom, other issues there. So, if, if a Christian digs deeper into the word and they see, you know, the, what the word says about an issue, 
um, they're going to be then convicted by the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit to to more readily take a stand on that issue. Obviously, you know, God's work will continue and people naming the name of Christ may not stand for him at the end, but we can trust the Holy Spirit to guide believers who have the truth in them to ultimately stand for that truth as they understand what God's word, they bring actual knowledge to their uh, understanding of the matter and um, then make the decision to lean on the Holy Spirit. So if I'm summing this up, I, I think the important thing here is to get deeper than the surface arguments that are being made and actually see what God's word says at a, at a more detailed level. That it's that is so important uh, what you said, and uh, not only uh, that resource that you have, but I enjoy very much. Tony Perkins has every single morning going to the Bible, and it's so important in a very short period of time he explains something from from the Bible, and then give like three call to actions and everything, and that, those will stay with you. Um, I believe that I, I uh, experienced persecution in, in socialist Romania under dictator Ceausescu. And by the grace of God, I was who equipped me. I was uh, able to uh, stand up to him and he is dead and, and I am alive. So God uh, is in charge of protecting and giving us directions and everything that we need. We shouldn't be fearful. I will say also based on my experience, that we as Americans, as a generation, we have the greatest opportunity right now, instead of being fearful, to be strong and courageous, because we have the opportunity to shine for Christ. And in love, we can share the truth. After all, all these people that are um, doing all kinds of things and twisting the truth, they are looking for the truth. And for us that we know the truth, we should be thinking of them. Because at one point, we didn't know the truth and somebody brought the truth to us. So if you think in that way, that these people are God's creation, they are still looking for uh, um, the truth, for Jesus Christ. So... I can be a source. I can be a tool in God's hands to bring them. That your perspective will be different. And like you said, the Holy Spirit will equip and energize you to say, yes, I can reach that, that person. Now, I want to say it. We, we can, we can be uh, careful. We don't have to. And I don't advise people to put themselves in harmful situation and everything. But I am just saying, like you, in every opportunity, we can share uh, the truth with with uh, with others. And in fact, um, the lies are so spread in our society that we, as Christians, now we are called to share the truth. Am yeah. I right? Do you believe that that's a that's almost mandatory for us to share the truth? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, we, I agree. And we need to get out of the uh, manner of thinking about these things in terms of opponents uh, versus us, enemies versus non-enemies. Um, we need to think about this, what you're referencing there, in terms of people who uh, need to under, understand the truth, who may, the truth may be hidden for them. They may not know. They may not have been exposed to the truth. 
we need to just think of this as sharing the truth for their blessing, for their well-being, sharing it for their enrichment, sharing it for their good. If we think of it that way, we're going to be more readily to share it, which is what we should do. Now, of course, people are going to react to that, to not like it. They're going to reject it, but that's not our decision. We can't. We have no control over that. We just need to be concerned about sharing the truth uh, because we love others and we want them to know the truth. That is, that is correct, and we can do it with words or we can do it with our actions. And people will, will notice that, will, will take that into consideration. Maybe from my experience, there are some stages. I remember t- telling and training my, my kids when they went to school that when people find out that you are Christian, they might make fun of you. They might push you away or they might do even violent things. But if you every single time respond in love to them, at one point they will stop and look and think, why this person is acting so different? I mean, I I have done everything that I thought against uh, this person and still acting so kindly. And then at one point or another, they will stop and ask you about the hope that is in you and you have that opportunity to do it. And I, I believe we have to start uh, communicating with people that don't agree with us. Yeah, absolutely. And we should never be the reason that a communication is ended. We should always be willing, if someone wants to hear from us, be willing to share with them the truth in love. They may reject it. They may not want to talk to us. Uh, But that lack of communication should never be because we're the ones who are not uh, reaching out to them. That is so true. Um, I also said many times that if you don't find enough power or courage to fight for yourself, try to find enough courage and power and reason to fight and share the truth in love so you can protect your children. Because I lived in a society where people were afraid to speak the truth and then the socialists and communists came, and the, those societies are societies where the government is uh, creates uh, itself as as uh, as God and requires you to worship them, and you are not allowed to go to to church or you are persecuted for going to church. And I know how hard that that was, even though I was arrested and the house was beaten and. Um, but it's time for us. If we don't stand up right now, we will end up in America with a society where we are not going to be allowed to uh, to worship God. And I, I hope that people understand and realize that. And even with if that will come from my own experience, I want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be persecuted or to suffer for Christ because he is the one who will equip and give us victory in every circumstances. And um, what do you think? How do you encourage someone who is fearful at school or university or even at a workplace to share the gospel? Yeah, I think, I think we need to just be asking God for help and for strength and the Holy Spirit for help. God is the one who's going to open their eyes spiritually anyway. So it's not even about us. It's about God. So if we remember that, we can then just lean on God's strength, trust in him, 
and not be concerned about the pressure on us because we're just the vessel to communicate it. We really need to remember that truth as we think about sharing God's truth with others. Absolutely. And, um, um, you know, I love the, the Bible of the verse that says there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. And God has a plan, even if that plan is that if we don't obey and we don't stay on God's principle, he allowed us to go to persecution. At the end, victory is ours. And we belong to uh, a team if we are with Christ, we belong to a team. Christ never lost a battle. So we are in the winning team. So I hope that people realize that because you need to see victory in Christ before you see it in, in, your, in, in your face. And you, to see the person in front of you that might be screaming and, or making fun of you, a person that is in need of Christ. That's absolutely correct. We need to remember that God ultimately forgives us more than we will ever need to forgive someone else. If we remember that, we will remain humble and have a humble heart as we reach out to others. So um, you said and you mentioned some of the resources uh, that you might, you have. If you want to repeat them, just just for for our audience and viewers, sure. that would be great. Sure. So yeah, we have a Center for Biblical Worldview that is affiliated with Family Research Council, and you can find that at www.frc.org/worldview. Obviously, our website frc.org. And then the Worldview Center, it's that site slash Worldview. So people can go there and find a lot of other resources that we have available as well. Okay. And you have so many other resources. FRC has a, a prayer group. I'm part of that prayer group. And people are always, um, you know, uh, involved uh, or uh, if they want to be involved. They are always um, able to find that on your website. There are so many resources. And uh, we just touch a little bit of what you are doing, uh, Travis, and what FRC is doing. We surely need to have you back to uh, develop a little bit more and for our audience to uh, learn even more how they can be strong and courageous. We, we love to equip them. We love to give them more resources that a strong organization like you has. And uh, we just want to thank you so much for uh, coming to our podcast and sharing so many values. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. We'll have you soon again. Thank you. want to know more about Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com.